what you do in a B-movie. The end is a little bit ridiculous. I was unsurprised to see that. And it's sweet! Oh my gosh, you guys need to go watch it. It's so good. It's so good. I want to watch it again. travelers and welcome once again to the before and after show i'm still your host mj smith and if you haven't listened to the show before um each week i take a film that i've never seen before give you my expectations for it let you ruminate on that throughout the week come back the following week with uh having watched the film and telling you my uh ideas and thoughts that i had about the film this is the second set of episodes in the before and after show summer spectacular uh extravaganza explosion and uh if you listen to the last episodes it was the avengers age of ultron this week is something that i think might not be as big of a hit but it looks super dope and i'm excited about it so um i'm joined by a guest this week um so i welcome to the show a guy who i've known for a few years and whose thoughts i appreciate on things that are related to pop culture and entertainment mr jacob heckathorn hello hello thank you how's it going pretty good cool so you're here because i invited you here obviously Ah. but uh, much of the audience probably doesn't really have a background for you um so do you want to kind of tell me about your background with um with like entertainment and pop culture and just sort of how you what your relationship is with i guess movies okay well uh obviously i watch movies yeah um because you're a human being right yes so uh i've been watching movies my whole life probably because they've existed throughout the duration Mm -hmm. of that said life i only recently started getting into avid film watching just because i I really liked that people can just review their films and like reveal certain things to you, and the film that kind of did that for me was uh, Shutter Island with really uh, yeah Martin Scorsese Shutter yeah, Island yeah, yeah. Um, because I didn't want to believe the ending which I'm not going to give anybody spoiler alerts yeah yeah I didn't want to believe it and uh, so I kind of started getting into that then but um, I just have like, a really good memory of just certain movies. Do you have and, a favorite movie? Uh, it's really tough. I don't know that I have a favorite movie. I have, like, favorite films in certain genres. Okay. But uh, I think a film that I could watch over and over and over again would be, like, Cast Away. That's, like, one of really? my all-time favorites. Really? Yeah. Just because it's, like, it pulls on, like, your emotions, man. You're just like, Because that's something that could, like... I feel like that could really happen. I mean, it did really happen. Like, right. That's that guy's story. True. And... I don't know about like the volleyball thing. Is that true? Also, I don't know about that. Right. Yeah, yeah so I'm not sure about that. But we were just talking about this guy off off mic, uh, Zemeckis. Dude, did that movie with yeah. Tom Hanks. We were talking about both of those guys yeah. earlier. So that's cool. He's super good. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, welcome to the show. We Thank appreciate you. having. I, you I appreciate you inviting me. You know? Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. We are here today for the next uh, installment of the before and after show summer movie extravaganza explosion or whatever i said at the beginning um so the way this works is each week we're taking a new summer blockbuster that's coming out as well as a an older film or in this case set of films 
that is going to be uh, connected in some way right. to um, to the movie that's coming out this week. It's pretty simple to right. uh, connect the two movies. Last week it was the Avengers: Age of Ultron with Ghost World that had Scarlett Johansson in it. Right. This week it's actually the fourth movie in a franchise that hasn't been an active franchise for like thirty years. Thirty years, yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about the Mad Max trilogy. Mad Max. As well as the new Mad Max film that's going to be coming out, Mad Max Fury Road. Right? Is looks so the, good. The same, it looks Yeah, Fury Road, that's the name of it. Yeah. Um, it looks so good. But more on that in a second. We're going to cover the, um, the first three first. So yeah. we have kind of a lot to get through this episode. Uh, I don't know how long this is going to be, but... Um, yeah, it's the most ambitious episode, so thank you for joining well, me on dude. that. We have a week to watch four movies right, and I'm, then record about it. I'm stoked. Bear with us. Yeah. Right. So what happened was in 1979, or 78, I guess, the Australian film uh, scene was booming <clears throat> with the super goofy, low-budget, kind of crappy action movies. Right. Um, called Ozploitation Movies. Now, this is a play on exploitation movies. If you guys have seen uh, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez's Grindhouse, you know, those right. are kind of like exploitation movies. Um, if you've seen Black Dynamite, that's a parody of exploitation movies. Huh. There are sub-genres of exploitation movies, um, but more on that in a second. Exploitation movies are basically, they take a thing and exploit it for the entertainment of the viewer. So right. if something's like, hyper violent that's just a normal exploitation movie if something has like a an all-black cast and is using the blackness of the cast as an entertainment purpose that's called a black exploitation movie uh, um, this one's an exploitation this one's an exploitation movie because it's an <clears throat> an australian. action it's an australian exploitation movie so exploitation mm. film um you know, if they have a lot to do with, like, sexual things, it's called a sexploitation movie. Okay, um, right. So, okay. yeah, th- so there right. are, like, subgenres in it. And so th- the Mad Max trilogy is considered, like, the crown jewel of exploitation cinema. Right, I kind of read a little bit about that in some film facts from uh, Lethal Weapon, ironically enough. Oh, weird. Well, not I don't know if that's ironic, but... Uh, yeah, I was kind of reading a little bit about how... Uh, films in australia were kind of just like booming at the time um because i was reading specifically about mel gibson mm, which mm-hmm. is in the mad max trilogy yes he's he like is uh, this is what put mel gibson on the map um i'm actually really interested in this because he still has his accent in them hmm. i didn't pay that much attention yeah he's still got his australian accent in these movies so to the trailer i mean i didn't pay that much attention to the trailer i've seen the trailer i haven't seen the movie right right preface um, so Mad Max is directed by a man named George Miller, and I kind of want to talk about George Miller a little bit. I don't know too much about him outside of his filmography. Yeah, me neither. His filmography is crazy town. Um, he's got the Mad Max trilogy, and then The Witches of Eastwick, starring uh, Jack Nicholson. Right. And then Babe, Pig in the City, yeah. the sequel to Babe. <laughs> <laughs> then he directed Happy Feet and Happy Feet 2. Right. And then he directed Mad Max Fury Road. The, yeah. I don't understand this man's career path at all, but I love it. Right. He's like, okay. Yep. Like, like, I feel like his entire philosophy about his career was just like, I do what I want. Right. And I like that. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, 
it's just super funny because like I'm not too big on Happy Feet or Babe Pig in the City, right? But this movie looks so sick. <laughs> I so... can barely bear the first Babe. Yeah, like, right. Like, okay, man, I hate that movie. Yeah, I hate pig. that movie. Yeah. Um, so the the IMDb plot for Mad Max says a vengeful Australian policeman sets out to avenge his partner, his wife, and his son. Right. Sounds like a basic '70s revenge flick, like a Death right. Wish or a. Uh, oh, what are those other "You killed my family and I'll kill you back" types of movies? Taken movie, yeah, like Taken or like uh, Dirty Harry, kind right, of, right, 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 like, just a revenge thriller. Shoot 'em up, right? So I haven't seen anything related to these movies okay. really at all. You watched the trailers for right. them, so watched... you had something you wanted to talk about regarding the trailer. Okay, so I watched the trailers for all four movies. Okay, okay. Um, the movie I'm most familiar with is Beyond Thunderdome, which is the third installment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw parts of that movie when I was younger, um, but I don't remember any of it. So I decided to watch, you know, um, the trailer to kind of see if I could refresh my memory. And uh, the trailer for the first one was kind of, I think it was comedic, because I didn't understand why they shot the trailer this way. So there's like lots of car scenes, you know, mm-hmm. car chasing scenes, which... Ties in with, you know, vengeful police officer. Right. You know? And there's, like, a scene where, like, there's a truck crashing thing. And for some reason, they decided to do eyeball popping thing. So there's, like, this person is, like, getting scared because there's a huge truck coming towards him. And his eyes are, like, ah, they, like, literally, like, pop out of his head like that person from the Guinness World Records thing. (laughs) It looked like a scene from, like the first total recall or something and i didn't understand i'm like i don't understand what is happening right now that's pretty freaking funny and like the guy was like don't make max mad like (laughs) that's literally what it's just i was like okay i can't all right i just gotta see what these moves are gonna be about yeah so i'm really excited because they're probably not supposed to be funny right it looks funny. Right. I well, know. I mean, okay, so this movie came out in 1979. Right. And we're, what, 44 years removed from the first one? Yes. 40, no, wait. 46 years removed from the first one. Yeah, I'm not a math magician, so I don't... Math magician. Yes. <laughs> Numbers! <laughs> <laughs> Mathematician, whatever. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so... We're 46 years removed from this, which means Mel Gibson's been acting for 46 years. That's crazy That's to me. That's a long time. That's so long to be in, in, in movies. And that means George Miller's been directing for 46 years. Yeah, dude, I, he's like 70-something. Yeah, and like made this movie that looks super sick. But yeah, like Mel... Man, I can't believe Mel Gibson's been in the business for that long. Like, That's a long time. Yeah. Um, now, you love Mel Gibson a lot, uh, right? Man, I, he was like the coolest action star for a long time. Um... I'm not talking about Lethal Weapon 3 or 4. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about, you know... Like, dude, Braveheart. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that movie, if you don't like... Not Braveheart. I mean, uh, yeah, Braveheart. Yeah. yeah, was, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking of saying Dragonheart. Remember that? that oh, yeah, movie. yeah. That was with Sean Connery yes. and Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. Yep. And the um, the guy who plays Lupin in Harry Potter. Oh, he really? Was like, he was like the not-so-cool person okay. in that movie. Huh. Uh, which I don't remember that actor's name. That's why I said yeah, I don't remember the Harry Potter. But it doesn't matter. I just love Mel Gibson. I think he was like his choice of movies were. I think he was pretty smart about what he chose to do. Yeah. You know, back in his prime time, um, and his more recent films, 
Which I didn't see Apocalyptica, I think is what it was called. Apocalyptico. Yeah, Apocalyptico. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. I stopped saying it because I couldn't even say it. Apocalypto. That's right? it. <laughs> Something. I, I didn't even watch that movie because it just didn't look interesting to me. Yeah. But uh, the most recent film of him I, I saw was uh, Get the Gringo. Oh, yeah. Was, I haven't was, seen that yet. Which was based on him like in a Mexican prison. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was super cool. Was like, it? I heard oh, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was a really cool movie. Like there were some parts that were like, you don't really need to put this in. This is stupid. But other than that, it was it was awesome, man. I was like, this is this is old Mel Gibson. Like bring this guy back. Yeah. Like they did like it, towards the end of Edge of Darkness, that movie. Oh too. yeah. Yeah. Using that movie too. And you see Mel Gibson come out being Mel Gibson. You're like, yeah. All right, cool, I know this guy. And uh so I yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see like his early acting days. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm not like the hugest Mel Gibson fan, but I'm not like the not hugest Mel Gibson fan. Like I've never really sought out Mel Gibson movies, but I'm not necessarily like upset that he's in anything. Like he's just made a bunch of movies where I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I'll see that, and then I don't end up seeing right. them. Um, you know, Braveheart I've only seen once that I can remember. Um, I've only seen Lethal Weapon once. I've never seen any of the sequels. Um, wow. Number two is awesome. I saw Payback and didn't really like it that much. Payback but, was okay. Uh, my roommate just watched it and he loved it. So maybe I need to revisit it. Maybe I was a little too young to understand what was going on. Right. Um, my favorite Mel Gibson movie, though, is Ransom. Ransom is a good movie. Ransom is so good. Gary Sinise is the bad guy in the movie. Man, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, Gary Sinise is awesome, too. Yeah. Um, but do you have a favorite Mel Gibson movie? Speaking of Elijah Wood, I think... A different uh, play that Mel Gibson did, or a movie that Mel Gibson did, which was kind of a trip, was the um, forget I can't the name the title is slipping off. I can't remember it. Uh, it was him and Jamie Lee Curtis, and he was like a he was like a pilot, a World War Two pilot or World War One pilot, and the man with no face or something. I don't know, but he goes back in time, or he goes forward in time, I guess, and it uh, it was kind of a cool movie um, because he. It's not what women want, obviously. Right, that but, was Helen Hunt. Right, that was Helen Hunt. But it's Jamie Lee Curtis, and um, Elijah Wood plays her son. And this movie was just kind of like a totally different film than what I had seen him in, you know, when I was younger. And so I think probably that was one of my all-time favorites. Um, definitely Lethal Weapon 1 was my favorite, because Mel Gibson is like a crazy guy in it. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just cool, but... So yeah, that was my favorite. I don't remember the name of that movie, man. It's bugging me. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, are you sure it's not The Man Without a Face? Forever it, Young? Forever Young, that's it. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. That movie was cool. And that song is cool also, if you don't like that song. The Rod Stewart song? Yes. Oh, you know what my favorite Mel Gibson movie is? Maverick. Have uh, you Maverick ever seen Maverick? Dope. Oh, I man. love that movie so that much. That movie's so good. That's my favorite movie to put on when I'm sick. That's my go-to I'm sick and I just want to watch something and be entertained movie. Interesting. It's just so... Oh, man, I love that movie. I need to watch that again. I forgot <laughs> all about that movie. Maverick. Oh, Maverick's so good. Maverick. I love westerns, though. Yeah. Um, looking at his filmography... He's done a lot, man. He's done a lot. I forgot about Signs. I forgot Signs. that movie existed Dude, entirely. He's so, so good, good in that movie. Oh, man. I love that movie. Man. Um, I the love most, that movie, too. The most recent movie I've seen with him in it is... Machete Kills. Ah. Did you see that movie? No, I saw the trailers for it, and I was like, I'm not going to see this. Yeah. Because it looks stupid. You very much know what kind of movie that is from the trailer. Right. I love those movies. Um, <laughs> I feel like because of my heritage, I have to love those movies. Huh. But, uh... Machetes. Yeah. 
he is fantastic in that movie. He plays the villain. And this guy, I'm really interested to see his performance in Machete Kills versus his performances in the Mad Max movies. Hmm. Because the Machete movies are, you like the accent that goes in and out? Right. (laughs) The the Machete movies are... Machete Machete. Yeah. Um, the, The Machete movies are... I'm so distracted by the fact that I can't, like... Anyway, those movies are very much exploitation movies, right? Like, they're super over-the-top, they look goofy, they're hyper-violent. Mad Max is kind of the same thing, so to see Mel Gibson in, like, the second uh, Machete movie is crazy, because you're like, oh, this is his bread and butter, like, this is how he got his start, so he, you can tell he immediately knew how to plug into that movie, and he's great. Like, he knows how to play that over-the-top, crazy-ass villain uh, to a T, and, like, they just there's this thing in that movie where he can tell the future for no reason. Okay. They don't explain how it happened. They don't explain <laughs> why he has it. He just can predict the future. Isn't he like the president or something? No, he's just like a I don't think so. Charlie Sheen is the president. Ah, uh, that's okay. okay. Yep. Um no, Mel Gibson's just the bad guy. He's this like the, the evil like CEO guy that's right. trying to go to space. Okay. Um to which that movie ends with Machete going to space. So that the next movie can be Machete Kills Again, dot, 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 in space. Interesting. Okay, yeah. great. The movie opens great. with a trailer for the third Machete movie, ah. which is Machete Kills Again in space. And then the entirety of Machete Kills is just set up to Leading get him to into go space. To space. Wow, that is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so I, good. I kind of want to watch these now, just because that sounds unreal. I watched that movie with my mother on Mother's Day last year at her request. That's pretty awesome yep we saw the first one together in theaters wow yep i didn't even know that went to theaters yep so yeah so yeah so mel gibson mel gibson has obviously had a storied career you know he's he's an actor he's a writer he's a director he has a love of history obviously um he did apocalypto for um where he resurrected the dead mayan language right that was Uh, cool yeah the movie's not very good Okay, I won't watch it then. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's he's had a very storied career, and Mad Max is the beginning of everything. So I'm really interested to see, like, the seed that becomes Mel Gibson right. in this movie. So with this first Mad Max movie, what are you expecting out of it? Well, I'm expecting a little bit of background story, I think, is what they're going to focus on, because it's a trilogy. Right. Um, and I think... From what I understand, this is a post-apocalypse, or like on the on the cusp of apocalypse. Um, yeah, centralized in Australia. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I think they're in Australia because in like the trailers, they're all speaking with Australian accents, right. either that or they're really bad English accents, um, or New Zealand accents. I don't know, um, but uh, I think this trailer is going to do a little bit of background and tell you why Max is mad, obviously, <laughs> uh-huh. because something bad is going to happen to his family or something like that. Right. Um, the tagline, you know, the tagline itself says like, Mad Max had a bad day or something. I don't know what the tagline says. But. Oh, this one says the maximum force of the future. Oh, there you go. See, for some reason, this is like, like the beginning of the trailer or of the movie said, in the not so distant future, so like coming to you soon or something like really ridiculous, like expecting bad things to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this movie is just going to kind of be central around why Max is mad, what happened to him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is he still going to stay a cop kind of thing? Um, that's what I think it's going to be about, but... Yeah. I don't know. I'm really interested in this post-apocalyptic thing, because obviously 2, 3, and 4 
are all post-apocalyptic. Right. But I was looking through, after I like got the copy of it, I was looking through the first one, and there's still, like, buildings and stores and, like, edges, like, I don't know if it's because it's a super low-budget movie and they're just like, uh, it's post-apocalyptic and you're just supposed to buy into it. But it just looks like they went to, like, 7-Eleven and just filmed it without, like, right. making it look post-apocalyptic right. at all. See, I think... The and then the poster is, like, super post-apocalyptic looking. So I don't understand. Huh. But, like, the... Like I said, 2 and 3 and 4 are obviously post-apocalypse. Right. So... Well, I know that the first one... They're kind of, it, that's why I think he said in, in the beginning of the movie, like, that's why he put that little cue mm-hmm. uh, of words over, you know, in the future, near, in the near future or something. Mm-hmm. I think he put that because it's on the cusp of apocalypse. I think the movie starts out showing that humanity is going down. And okay, I think, so it's, like, kind of ending. Right, I think, I think, I think that's what they're doing, and I think they're showing, like, how, like, a good person via Max, mm-hmm. you know, is going to end up getting mad. <laughs> Got it. Or something. Um, that's what I think the first one's going to be about. Though. Okay, are you <laughs> expecting it to be any good? Uh, the first one, I don't think it's going to be any good. I'll be honest. Yeah. It doesn't look good. The trailer, I was like, eh. And there's like no relatable actors or anything. Yeah. You know, um, I just, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. For kind of the exact same reasons right. you you listed, like it looks like they did it for like six dollars, right? And uh, <laughs> like uh, over a weekend. And I think the only reason this movie has sequels is because they're so cheap to make, right? Um, I think. I think otherwise, it would not be. We well, would not be talking about Mad well, Max now in 20, 2015. But I kind of have Max feelings about it. Mixed feelings about it because. I was doing some uh, research on, like, the writers that helped him do this movie. Mm -hmm. And one of the writers did, like, some legit stuff. Like, he was one of the storyboard artists for the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, that's awesome. Um, He did, like, uh, he did, like, two episodes for the show Reboot. Oh, yeah. Like, um, and apparently George Miller couldn't afford to do this movie, so he did surgery for a year or something. He's, like, a surgeon. I guess. George Miller is? Yes. That's awesome. And because he didn't have enough money to do this movie or the second one or the third one. I don't remember which film it was. It just said, worked as a surgeon for years to provide money for the films. That's it's like, crazy. So I know that he put his heart into these. So yeah. It says right here, raise money to make Mad Max by working as an emergency room doctor. There you go. Apparently this guy's a director and a doctor. Like, he was also touted to be directing an adaptation of the Justice League. Oh yeah, I remember that, and they and they they trashed it. Yep, because so, of the Writers Guild strike. Right, that was for Heroes at the time or something, wasn't it? I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, that was. Uh, I think it's gonna be okay. I think it's gonna be bad. Yeah, I do, bad. I do too. I'm not expecting to like this movie no. at all. No, but we're in it for the long haul. Right. So, Mad Max has. Three sequels now, and the second one is called Mad Max Two: Colon the Ro- the Road Warrior, commonly known as just the Road Warrior. Right, right. Um, which is like the naming conventions of these movies is all over the place. Like it's right. like Mad Max: The Road Warrior, Beyond Thunderdome, Fury Mad Max: Road. Colon Fury Road. Like right. there's not a, like it's always hard to know which one is second and which one is third with these right. these movies. It's like the Rambo movies where it's like. The first one's called First Blood, and then the third, the second one's called Rambo First Blood Part 2. Right. And then the third one's called Rambo 3, and then the fourth one's called Rambo. So, The Road Warrior is, 
the IMDb description says, In the post-apocalyptic Australian wasteland, a cynical drifter agrees to help a small, gasoline-rich community escape a band of bandits. Right, which makes sense to me because the the preview for Fury Road mm-hmm. uh, is about gasoline, Yeah, I thought it was about water. <laughs> and then, okay. and then I read this description and I was like, oh, they're fighting over fuel. Got right. it. Right, right. Which is stupid because you see them like driving cars and motorcycles. You're yeah, like, there's like... No wonder you're out of fuel. You <laughs> just stop driving. driving. Yeah. Problem solved. There you go. Apocalypse over. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is dumb, but I don't know. Um, I know that the second one ties into the third one. Okay. But I don't know that the first one ties into the second one. I think the story is going to have a continuation. Obviously, it has right. to because it's surrounding the same character. But... Uh, We'll see. I mean, I think the I think the movies are going to progress. You know, I think they're going to get better because I know that Beyond Thunderdome was like a super cool like mm-hmm. action flick or whatever. Yeah, I know. I know this one is very, um, very much referred to as as the best out of all of them so far. Fury uh, Road, Road, Road Warrior. Really? Yeah, I Thunderdome lot, was the best one. Yeah, a lot of people really think Road Warrior is the best out of out of these three. Huh. So. I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't seen. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen them. So, did you watch the trailer for this one? Yes, I did. I Does it look significantly better? Uh, the 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 what, production screen. value. Yeah, the production value looks better, and like uh, the way the camera work, like the frame working, mm-hmm. looks a little bit better, like much okay. better. Like the first one, there were some cool scenes, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, like of how like the camera work is different, mm-hmm. but like in this one. Um, I only watched half the trailer for the second one because oh. I got really bored. Oh. And I was like, okay. It's a long trailer. It's yeah. two minutes and 41 That's seconds. That's a long movie trailer. Yeah. And, like, and you're like, Max is even more mad. Or whatever. Is that what it says? Something like that. Awesome. I remember the first one he goes, don't get Max mad. And they're like, you're going to find out why. Or I think it's the second trailer says, just don't make him mad. I think is what it says. So I think this one's going to be cool because like, you get to see a little bit more of him going back to his humanity mm-hmm. uh, because I, th- I think obviously it's apocalypse that he's going to kind of lose sight of like moral value yeah because you know, it says he's cynical like, right he's he's jaded after the events of the first one i would be too i mean yeah wife and yeah kid or something i mean the more i'm reading about this the more it just sounds like post-apocalyptic punisher yeah that's which exactly what i was dope. thinking like right because his kid and his wife are yeah. And he goes like, that's it. Well, plus, like, you know, we all know Mel Gibson's really good at revenge movies. Obviously. Um, I mean, that's, you know, the bread and butter of his career is is that. Like, right. Um, you know, Ransom and Payback and uh, Edge of Darkness to a certain extent. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And I think my understanding a little bit, Get the Gringo, is like him kind of paying back the people who put him in prison yeah, in the first place. Yeah. So like revenge is kind of his thing right. as an actor. The Patriot even like oh, dude, I forgot that you did that movie. Yeah. I love that movie. That is all about revenge. Yeah, yeah. that's a revenge movie yeah. set during the Revolutionary War. That has not nothing to do about the birth of America no. and more to do with like you killed my family, I'm gonna kill you back. Right. I'm not a child. You're my child. Rest um, in peace to the late Heath Ledger. He was good in that movie, kind of, I guess. Yep. I don't really know. Doesn't hold up. Don't know how how recently you've seen it. It doesn't hold up, huh? Not really. Movie's not very good. Huh. It's way too long. I agree with that. I'm, the last time I sat through the whole movie, I was in high school. Mm. That was apparently a U.S. history movie. Wow. Yeah. All right. 
There's that scene where he tomahawks the dude, and it's right. crazy. That was cool. That's one of the only things I remember about that movie. Like, 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 was his violent. nickname like the Butcher or something? Maybe. Yeah, I, I think know. you might be right. Or I might be thinking of Gangs of New York. Gangs of New know. York is Bill's a butcher. Right. Um, so so Road Warrior looks like it, to me it looks like it really like builds upon the story established in Mad Max, which is a good sequel, I right. think. Like, based on what I'm seeing, it looks like it knows the character it set up in the first one, and it knows where to take it from here, and it knows like, it knows its hero's journey in the sense that it starts him off kind of cynical, and then he meets this town, and then the town is like, has a bunch of bad stuff happen to it, and then he's like, oh, maybe there is value in, like, caring about other people, even though I've been jaded by caring, by caring about people who were killed. So, right. I, I don't know. It looks pretty good. I don't know what my IMDb app is doing. But the, the tagline says, ruthless, savage, right. spectacular. I remember reading about that, too. So, yeah, so... And I, I know that there's a there's like a he's still less known, uh, but in that one he kind of gets like a sidekick or something, um, mm. and he looks familiar. Um, I don't know what he's been in because I didn't actually look up his you know filmography or whatever. Mm. But um, he's just like one of those literally long faced characters. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, his name is Bruce Spence. He's that's it. He's right next to him in um, in the on the IMDb listing, and he's in a bunch of stuff. Right. He has a hundred and eight credits on IMDb. That's a lot for like a second rate actor, I guess. Yeah, for like a I, I call those guys that guys. Okay, so Mad Max Two: The Road yeah. Warrior. Uh, I think it looks significantly better. Right. Than Mad Max One. And I agree. I think, the trailer even looked better. Yeah, I think this one is really where you start to see the formation of a franchise of movies. Right. Um. Which, Which leads I'm, into... And Thunder I'm Road. kind of excited, dude, because instead of rebooting the whole series, they continued with, a, with like... Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, okay. We'll okay. save that for Fury Road. But yeah, I'm, I agree with you. Yeah. All right, so that came out in 1981. So right. three years, two years after um, Mad Max. So this, I guess Mad Max did pretty damn well to get a sequel two years later. And then three years go by... And, sorry, four years go by, and we get Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which is, it has transcended the exploitation genre at this point and is just a big budget action. Yeah, it's just like, okay, here you go. Yeah. Um, And this is uh, 1985, so Mel Gibson looks full-on Mel Gibson in this movie. Right. Like, if you look at Mad Max, he looks like a tiny infant child. Thanks. And then by 1985, he looks like... It's just like, oh yeah, there's Mel Gibson. There's the Mel Gibson I know. Um, and uh, awkwardly or randomly, uh, Tina, Tina Turner. Turner. Yes, okay. Yep, Tina Turner is in right. Beyond Thunderdome. My understanding is that she's the villain? I don't know, but I like the tagline. Max is back and Tina's got him. <laughs> what? <laughs> that has every relation to being... a. A former Australian policeman. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Max is back, and Tina's got him. Oh, my gosh. So this is pretty rated rated pretty low on IMDb. It's got a 6.2 out of 10. Yes, I see this. Um, a former Australian policeman is rescued by a tribe of children where he is banished from a desert town and sent into the desert to die by the town's evil queen. Ah, so she's... So there's hierarchies now uh, yep or monarchies i guess yep people are becoming queens so obviously the apocalypse is getting worse yep 
I think that's what's clear. Yep. Uh, so what what do we think about Bad Max Beyond Thunder now? I think this was a Tina Turner is famous. Let's put her in. That's a movie. exactly how this feels even now. Right. Yeah. And Thirty I, years later right. is exactly how that feels. Because like just because you're a singer doesn't mean you can act, okay? Yeah. She's like, in she's in Tommy, the Who movie. Okay. She plays the heroin queen in that movie and it is crazy. That movie is crazy. Heroin the, is a bad drug. Yeah. The Drugs are nuts. bad. The movie's nuts. Um so this movie kind of looks like a misstep as far as right. I'm concerned. Like not really knowing anything about the Mad Max movies. It just looks like what the hell happened? Right. That's who like who did they have lined up for that character? Like, right. Or did like he write this part specifically for Tina Turner? He's like, okay, Tina Turner, I want you. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like this movie just looks ridiculous. It just looks like I don't know how else to describe it besides right. freaking crazy. Well, the poster Tina Turner looks like Cher or something like, like some like Cher. Her with movie. her hair. Yeah, some Cher movie concert. She's yeah. like holding a crossbow apparently. Yep. I don't know. This looks ridiculous, though. Yep. Uh, man. Mad Max kind of looks like... No, it kind of looks like Peter Pan. He looks like Peter Pan and Braveheart. <laughs> yes! Because he's got Braveheart hair, but it's also still kind of a mullet, which right. is weird. And I also see, like, a rogue thing from X-Men going on with, like, half gray. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe that's, like, not good. I don't know. But I know that this car, that this movie is surrounded, like, all about, like, vehicles and speed and... Thunderdome is, or all of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. And, like, because, like, you even see, like I said in the trailer of the first one, trucks and cars and eyeball popping and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, I still can't get over that. That guy was so scared that his eyeballs started to pop out. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Well, like, also, um... I totally forgot what I was going to say. So Tina Turner's in this oh, movie. Oh, so also, like, the universe is that they're low on gas, right? Like, there's not enough gas. So you see all this driving happening. Right. Which, once again, makes no sense. But that that also makes sense that there would be these crazy car things because people have now weaponized cars since they're a rarity. So it's like, right. he who has the most cars wins. Is like, rather than, like, amassing bombs, we're amassing cars now. Like, right. you know, so that's, I think that's an interesting concept. I still think it's kind of stupid to be like, well, just stop putting all the gas in the right. cars, and then you don't have an apocalypse. Maybe, but they are in, like, the desert of Australia, I guess, which is, like, a big desert. Right. Um, so maybe there's no ethanol there? I don't know. Maybe. Well, yeah, it's not, you know, there are no crops. Do right, you, right. Like, you can't like, grow crops in Australia. It's just hot as the sun right. all the time. Right. <laughs> like, it, hey, what temperature is it outside? Hot. Okay. Billion. It's a billion right now. A billion? Okay. Yep. Um, okay, so after Bad Max Beyond Thunderdome happens, I assume people didn't really like it that much, because... I have... I don't know, man. I feel like I get mixed reviews, because, like, I remember this movie being on, like, uh, the Encore channels, like, when I was in junior high. Like, you get DirecTV, Encore, or movie channels. Bad Max Beyond Thunderdome was one of the movies that they played a lot. Which isn't really saying anything because the movies they decided to play would have been really stupid. Right. Yeah, I feel like it was on TV the most out of any of them. Right. Probably because of the Tina Turner thing, though. Yeah. I feel like that was just like, hey, let's 
throw celebrity. This might have been like one of the first like let's throw celebrities in them. Well, obviously not celebrities, but like singers. Yeah. Let's throw yeah. singers in movies and see how they act or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe this was like a fishing thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. So, what are you expecting out of Beyond Thunderdome? Do you think this one's gonna be that good? You know, I think that Mel Gibson's performance in this one is gonna be much better than the previous mm-hmm. two. Um, but I don't think this one's gonna be very good simply because. Is this one about the tribe of children, or is this yeah, just yeah. about the tribe? This one's about the tribe of children, and, and like, he gets like banished. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because in wasn't the last one about the tribe of children also? No, the last one was about a town that has a bunch of gas. Ah, okay. Cynical cynicism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah, I don't think this one's gonna be any good because Tina Turner is just not gonna be a very good actor. Yeah, she looks crazy. In yeah, she's like big hair. I guess. That's Did you watch the trailer days. for this one too? Uh, no, because I thought I would be refreshed like my memory is still like fresh enough to not spoil the movie mm-hmm. without seeing it you know mm-hmm. um but obviously it's not because all i know is that tina turner is in this movie and that's like i can't stop saying it because it's stupid <laughs> yeah this is just dumb yeah so what i'm interested in is we have this trilogy of movies we're talking about right now we think the first one isn't going to be very good. Right. We think the second one is going to be good. And we think the third one isn't going to be very good. Right. 30 years later, they've decided to reboot slash make a sequel to this movie where two thirds of it, people don't think they're going to like them while they're heading into them. I know we're like 30 years removed from these movies coming out. So maybe there was bigger hype when they were out. I don't really know. But... It's just, like, one of the craziest moves in cinema history, I feel like. To just be like, hey, let's revisit that property that was only had one good movie right. from 30 years ago. George Miller has directed the first three, obviously. So there's no break in continuity as far as the director goes, which is awesome. But trailers started coming out for this. They recast Mad Max. Right. Mad Max is no longer Mel Gibson. No. Mad Max is now Tom Hardy. Right, which I'm okay with. Yeah. He's a cool... I like Tom Hardy a lot. He's, he's, a, he's a good up-and-comer. Yeah. And yeah. I think he's Australian. Uh, I think he's British. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say, if he's Australian, that's perfect. Yeah. Mel Gibson's Australian. Yeah. Um, or something. So, when when this trailer first came out, um, it didn't do a whole lot for me. Huh. Um, I watched it on my, on my uh, phone, and... I was like, I mean, it looks whatever. I had no interest in the Mad Max movies previously. Right. And even up through maybe March of this year, I had no interest in this Mad Max movie. Wow. And then uh, my fiance and I I went to go see a movie called It Follows, which is a horror movie that came out. It was a big indie horror movie hit. And the trailer for Mad Max Fury Road came on. And... I was just, like I w- I saw it in the theater and I was like, damn! Right. Immediately after it ended, I was like, this looks awesome in a big theater. I kind of have to agree. I think that I mean I don't know, man. I just it just looked cool visually. It looked cool. I don't know how I feel about the whole three D thing. Yeah, just well, the I, movies in well, general. Yeah, but, we're probably not going to go see it in three D. Right, no, see it. I'm not. We're going to go see it in Atmos because right. Atmos is the way to see a movie. Uh, obviously, it should yeah. be called Obmos. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, obvious most. I most obvious. Yeah, most there. obvious. That's <laughs> a go. rapper, isn't it? Most obvious. I know most deaf is a yeah. rapper. That okay. Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, yep. I get it. Okay. Yep. Yes. I'm removed from humor, apparently. <laughs> so, 
this movie looks just so dope. Like, like right? I, it looks cool, man. You're like, there's like a like a pole scene where you see Tom Hardy like flying across the yeah. screen, like on a pole. You're like, what? I don't even understand. And there's like big desert waves and fast cars, and the tagline is, a, "What a, a lovely, 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 lovely day." Or something yeah, which, which I think is like a line from the movie. Yeah, and they're like, that's cool. Let's put that as a tagline. Yeah. Um. So, do you have a? I have a theory about why. I think it looks so cool. Do you do you have any idea like do you know why you think it looks so cool? Um I don't. Okay. Nope. Not a clue. I just, just think looks, it looks cool. It I just think, looks sweet. It just looks sweet, man. It just looks awesome. So I think there are two things if you go back and rewatch the trailer for this that are really playing in this movie's favor. One, it was shot for a big screen. And I think we don't have a lot of movies that are shot for a big screen now. Because I saw it on my phone, and then I saw it here. Um, I believe the trailer's on the Edge of Tomorrow DVD. And I saw it here on the, on, the, on the TV before Edge of Tomorrow, and I was like, whatever. And then when we saw it in theaters, in like two months before it came out, I was like, this looks crazy. Huh. Um, so I think it's meant to be seen in theaters, and I like that he made a movie that's meant to be like an experience that you go out and see. The other thing is it looks like a ton of this was done practically. It doesn't look like there's very much CGI in the movie outside of the sandstorm. Right. You know, that's actually what I was, I read about is that he tried to use as little of CG. I read 80% of it is practical. Yeah, that's going to be super cool because they don't do that anymore. No, we don't. We are not. Right. That's why it looks so different and crazy because it looks so much like what we're used to. Right. What? Like, that's so weird to me. We've just become so accustomed to watching, like, binary smash against itself right. that we get excited when we see, like, real things interacting with each other. Right. And, like, that's how it's, it was the entire time we were growing up. And then in the last, like, 20, 15 years, we just have stopped. Right, like, action movies were, like, action movies. You know, yeah. like, there was action in them. Not, yeah. like, CG'd action. Which is still cool, but, like, I, you think about, like, the first Terminator. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that movie scares me for some reason. It's a horror movie as well. Is it? That movie is straight up a horror movie. I didn't if know you go, it was a horror movie. If I you go back, like, and, I mean, they bill it as an action movie, but if you go back and watch it, it lines up way more with a horror movie. Dude, because I was scared. Like, the yeah. scene at the end when he's, like, limping. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm still going to get you. Like, I mean, it's, it's like a Mike Myers, like, Jason Voorhees dude, type of movie. Like, it's it scary. Has, it hits those same beats that a slasher movie hits. Right. It looks scary, man. Yeah. It does. I love it. I mean, it is scary. Not looks scary. Yeah. It is scary. Yeah, that movie's straight up a horror movie. But right. like, that was a lot of practical effects. Right. And so, I mean, Stan Winston is a guy who who direct, or not directed that. James Cameron directed. Right. It, but James Cameron. Yes. Stan Winston is a special effects guy behind that. And Stan Winston is the all time greatest. Uh, he died recently within the last couple of years. Um, he designed the Terminator. He designed all the stuff in the movie The Abyss. Wow. He designed the dinosaur models in Jurassic Park. Those are awesome. He designed the Iron Man suit for the first Iron Man movie. That was the last movie he worked on. He, he died just after that movie came out. I didn't know that. Yeah. And Stan Winston Studios is still like the top notch if you need something designed. Wow. Go to Stan Winston Studios. So That's a good point, man. I, I really think you're right on that this is like going to be a real movie. Yeah. Like, like it just feels tangible, right? Like right. It, it looks like a world that's been lived in because it's been around for 30 years and it looks like it's a world that you can touch and like be in like it looks like you'd be in that world and i think that's what it has going for it man like it just looks like they pulled off some crazy stunts 
Yeah. For real. I know that the one thing I do know for sure is that it was the the most CG you're, that we're going to see uh, as the audience is going to be Charlize Theron's hand. Yeah. Apparently. Because yeah. she doesn't have a hand, but yeah. she has a robot hand, which yeah. is fake or whatever. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't... I didn't really see a lot of CG even in the trailer. I just yeah. saw like a lot of like inside car, you know, like dashboard scenes. Yeah. Or, you know, crazy car crashing stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, it looks like the definition of like when people talk about eye popping, uh, right. like literally, literally eye popping. But it looks like an like when people use that in terms of film, like an eye popping event movie. It just looks like I haven't seen anything like this movie. And even, like, from what I've seen from the original Mad Max movies, I haven't... I don't think those movies look like this movie looks. And it just... I don't know. I'm... It just looks so good, man. I think the only movie I can relate to with, like, the whole car thing is probably that movie Death Race. Okay, yeah. When they're, like, inside a prison or whatever. Yeah, I liked that movie. I think that... Yes, so did I. Jason Seed is awesome. But I think the car thing is what's most relatable. How, like, the cars are weaponized Mm -hmm. in that that movie just as they're going to... Be or just that they've obviously been mm-hmm. in the entire Mad Max series. Yeah, so I think that's that's gonna that's obviously a huge main focus is like you said, cars as weapons now. Mm-hmm. Who has the most cars has the power, or right? But um, I mean that that's I think is gonna be great, and it looks super cool. Like it looks, it looks so real, good. and like something like this could happen if things didn't go so well. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, I think uh, another thing too is like. I don't necessarily think this could replace the Fast and Furious movies, but I think it's hitting at the right time because the hype train from Fast and Furious is huge right now too. Right. And that's all about like car like action sequences and right. and really like kinda in a lot of those movies weaponizing cars. Um and so I think I think it's been enough time since Thunderdome and I think we've spent enough time with the Fast and Furious franchise, which is one of the only other franchises I know that does practical effects whenever they can. Huh. Um that this movie's kind of hitting at the right time. I hope, my hope is that it does well because right. I think these types of movies need to do well. I think, Agreed. I think there's like this growing subgenre or this growing subculture of people who like these movies a lot. Like the apocalyptic? Not the apocalyptic culture, movies, like, but the like the made for the big screen right. type of movie. Like I like that kind of thing. I, I do too. Cool. I do too. Like Gravity, I think right. was one of them. Absolutely. I um, think the first one that I saw that was kind of like that was Wally, dude. Like I um, saw, I saw Wally on the big screen, and just seeing something like that, mm-hmm. like super digitalized and like Monsters Inc. But you yeah. know, like with the super high def stuff, it yeah. looked incredible. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like. This is a movie. It's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, and so I think I think I'm hoping that we can see a lot more directors coming out to do that. Like I know Christopher Nolan is a big proponent of that, like shooting in an IMAX and stuff. Like yeah, the Interstellar movie. And like that Interstellar, was that was that was one that people were like, go out and see this on the biggest right. screen possible, which we did. I didn't like that movie that much. I didn't but, like that movie at all. But, um, but it looked cool. Like it, it, it looked cool on a big very screen. Very cool like visual that. effects. Yeah. Like. I agree. I didn't like that movie though. Worked the, yeah, but I think I, th- I think it was important to support that movie in the sense that movie theaters are kind of dying, and I like I like movies. Like movies have always been made for the big screen, yes. and I don't want that to go away. As someone who loves movies, and I think this movie is important in continuing that tradition. I think it has a couple of things going against it, namely that it's rated R. Right, that's not a good thing. Yeah, um, and R-rated movies don't do as well because not as many people can go see them. You yeah. know. Um, 
And I also think putting it in the middle of summer might be a little bit of a weird choice. Um, I think I think it's it is a weird choice. I, I agree with you there, but I think it's a smarter one too at the same time because this winter we have all these huge movies coming. That's out. That's true. All these huge. We got Batman coming out. Yeah, Batman vs Superman. That's next. That's, that's next I, March. I thought it was this no next winter. March. Star next Wars March. is coming out this winter. Star Wars is this winter. That's taken. That's yeah. That's the entire winter. Yeah, like, that's all anyone's going to talk about for yeah. the next. Well, you got a James Bond movie this summer. This oh, that's right. You the have last a last one in November. You have a James Bond movie, right? And you have a Quentin Tarantino movie, and then in December, you have a Star Wars movie. Right. Done. Like yeah. there's the winter right there. Right. You don't need anything else. That, that'll yeah. hold you over till the next winter. Yeah. Know. So we'll see. This might be like the summer blockbuster thing. Yeah. Either that or this upcoming movie that uh, I think you're going to do is um, San Andreas. Oh. I think that's going to be a big summer movie too. I think Ant-Man will probably be... Oh, duh. Yeah. Gonna, that... I, think, I, think, I think the summer is going to belong to Marvel and Jurassic World. I think Jurassic World is going to be the big, a big one this summer. It looks like crap, but I... <laughs> you think Jurassic World looks like crap? Yeah, I'm doing an episode on it, so I don't want to get into it, okay. but man, I... <sighs> My joke was that, uh, hey, the... The people who tried to open it didn't know what they were doing. Let's just do it one last time. We got this. Uh, we'll talk off mic about this. Dumb. Oh, God. Dumb. God. <laughs> anyway, so... I forgot that's coming out this summer. Yeah. So Mad Max is... I, I think we've seen... I think one movie a year has like an awesome action movie that's rated R and no one goes to see it. Right. And then it comes out on DVD and everyone's like, this movie was amazing! Why didn't I see it before? Right. Two years ago in 2013, it was Dread. Dude, that movie's so awesome! I didn't like it that much, but I know there's a, like, a lot of people. And that's kind of like this Mad Max movie where it's like, let's resurrect this franchise that kind of maybe didn't work by the end of right. it and give it new life and a new cast. Let's recast the character. Let's make it crazy. Let's make it big. Um, just go all out. Go all out. And that movie, like, Dread went all out. For as much as I didn't like it, I will give it credit for that. Like, it went all out with yeah. the story. It wasn't even close to the original. It was way different. Yeah. Um, no Rob Schneider. Yeah. And then this last, um, this last winter, or fall, we saw John Wick. John Wick was awesome. John Wick was so dope. Dude. Oh my gosh. My favorite Keanu Reeves movie. Like, yeah. I know The Matrix is great, but this movie was so good. It's the best performance he's ever Dude. given. Oh. And so no one saw that in the theater either. And then it came out on DVD and everyone was like, holy crap, have you seen John Wick? It's amazing. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> go see this. So I think I'm hoping Mad Max doesn't have that because I think it's meant to be seen in a theater. So. Right. If you want to see this movie, make an effort to go see it in a theater. Um, I agree. It's coming out in IMAX. I don't necessarily know that I want to go see it in IMAX because they didn't shoot it in IMAX. Right. Why would you go do that? So it's not that big of a deal. If I can recommend a way to see this movie, find a theater near you that has Dolby Atmos sound. Um, That's the only way to watch movies. It's the only way I will watch a movie right now. Like... It's one of the only, like, if it's an option, I'm paying the extra dollar for it. It's only a dollar extra at the right. theater in our town. And it's so good. Like, if you don't know what Dolby Atmos is, Dolby Atmos is this new sound system that they've been testing out in theaters. Developed by Dolby, who are obviously the leading name in uh, audio. In audio. For movies. For movies. And what they've done is they've taken speakers and put them... In front of the screen, I think everywhere except in front of the screen. Right. Yeah, they line it up like on each like ceiling tile right yeah. above your head. There's like 64 speakers right. on the ceiling, and <laughs> then like a row of speakers behind you. 64 speakers. Mm-hmm. 
Just a, that's a lot, dude. Yeah. And then the normal audio that's already part of, you know, the left movie, and right audio right. that are part of a movie theater. And then there's a row of speakers behind you and then like 60 or something on, right. the, on, the, on the ceiling. And they mix it by making the audio like jump around the channels so that you sound like you hear stuff behind you or you hear stuff in front of you or you hear stuff above you. If, if there's like a helicopter, it'll like go around you. And I think um, we've seen a few movies in this in this format now. They weren't great to begin with because it's newer technology, but I think they're getting better at it because we saw Avengers Age of Ultron and Atmos, and it sounded so sick. Like, it sounded sounded so good. And I think they played around more with having the sound go around you. Right. And I, I, man, it's so good. What are we expecting from Mad Max Fury Road now that we've talked about the trailer? Okay. So, from Mad Max Fury Road, I just think it's going to, I think it's going to be awesome, dude. I, just simply because I think Tom Hardy is going to step his game up as an actor. Um, but more so as just like an action hero. Um, because, you know, he's only had like minor roles in certain movies. You know, Inception, um, Bane has, in Batman, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think uh, in this one he's, he's going to be the center, you know, of the, of the movie. Uh, you know, alongside Charlie Theron, of course. Yeah. But um, I think it's going to be cool. Uh, I'm just really excited for the explosions and, like, the fast and furious <laughs> stuff. I don't know. It's just It just looks pretty dope, dude. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be an all right movie. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, man, the story was so good. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's a story movie. Yeah, no. Um, because I think they did that enough with the first three, obviously. Yeah. But um, I think the one thing this movie does have going for it, definitely, is that, which is totally weird for me uh, with Hollywood, is a continuation movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, at least you're not doing a remake, you know? Yeah. Which some movies do need remakes, but some movies don't need continuations. Terminator doesn't need a continuation. Nope. Number two was it. That's good. Stop pulling on my heartstrings. Arnold... (laughs) That was just one of the coolest performances ever. I mean, that movie, there's some parts in that movie which were terrible, but yeah. that movie was super cool. And you, you, you could have just ended it there. And I would have been like, oh, cool, man. Let's go watch Terminator 2, not Terminator 5. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, come on. But uh, I, I think it's like kind of a smart move for Hollywood going like, okay, George, you know, you can come out with this movie. Cool, yeah. We'll, we'll back it. Yeah. And... I think that's one of the main things it does have going for it. Yeah, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the studio for taking a chance on it because this is a risky ass movie. Uh, like this hard. is outside of the normal mainstream. I mean, if you look at it, yes, it's a sequel. Yes, it's a reboot. We're inundated with those, but it does not look like a Marvel movie. It does not look like the new Terminator movie. It does not look like Jurassic World. Like it looks crazy, right. and it stands out, and I like that. And for that. It's my most anticipated movie of the summer. I've been the most excited about this movie. Really? Like, since and, two months ago, right? Since two months ago. Wow. I was no, This movie was not on my radar at all, at all. And then two months ago, it was just like, boom. Okay, this is the one I, that just looks the dopest to me right now. And uh, I love action movies. And yeah. I think this is going to be cool. Yeah, I think I it's going to be you. I think it's going to be really I good. I agree with you. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know... Next week, we'll obviously have a lot more to say about right. uh, what we thought about all four of these movies. Thank Crazy you for joining week, me on this. As I have no idea how I'm going to watch all these movies in the course of the next week. Yeah, but dude, you we're work do like it. all the time. Yep, I work 63 hours a week, and I got to find time to watch 
three movies and then go see one on Saturday. They're like hour and 40 minutes each, yeah. by the way. Yep. I'm aware. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Mad Max is probably, or Mad Max Fury Road is probably going to be my favorite out of all of them because no. it looks sick. Right. I think mm, Road Warrior might be my favorite just mm. because Mel Gibson and he's like normal Mel Gibson, kind of. Yeah. Maybe. I hope he doesn't have his, his accent. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm just kind of dreading the first movie. Ah, me too, Dude. man. Yeah, it looks Since like it's I saw tough. the trailer, and I know you have an eyeball thing, yeah. so when you see it, you're going to be like, oh no, this is terrible. It's so gross. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that'll do it. Uh, this is a supersized show for a <laughs> for a ton of movies, so thank you for sitting with me uh, for this. We're going to do it again next week. Dude, I'm so looking forward to it. Thank you yeah. for having me. Um, as always, uh, email the show before and after show at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at before and after pod. That's at before the letter N after pod because of Twitter naming conventions and things. Um, like on SoundCloud, comment on SoundCloud, subscribe on SoundCloud, tell people in your life that you like to listen to the show. It's um, free. Yeah, it's SoundCloud free. It's free. It's an hour of entertainment every week for you for free. Right. Um, you might not agree with our view on movies. Right. But I think we're still sound in our... Yeah, we're, we're not thinking uncritically No. Especially them. you. Like, if you haven't listened to any of the episodes and this is the first one you're going to listen to, I'm sorry for my voice. I feel like I sound like John C. Riley, but this guy, MJ, does incredible work like with his reviews on his movies and stuff, so... It's going to be great. First off, thank you for the compliment. Second, I never realized how much you sound like John C. Riley. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt that says, I'm formal, but I'm also here to party. I, that was the most accurate I've ever heard anyone describe their own speaking voice. Yes. Oh my gosh. That, sorry, I'm so distracted now. You're, you have a celebrity voice, <laughs> like, when you're going to be dubbing this or whatever. Oh my gosh, that was call fantastic. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's it for us. Uh, we will be back next week with what we thought about all four of these movies. Um, thank you for being here. Oh, dude, thanks for having me. Yep. Go uh, watch the movie, too. Yep. Or something. Yeah. Just go watch a movie, too. Right. That's the tagline. <laughs> uh, until next time, you guys, go watch something. <laughs>